Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piskor. I'm Jim Rugg. Divine Right, The Adventures of Max Faraday by Jim Lee and Scott Williams is under the microscope today. But first, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon so that we can notify you when new vids are available. That'll mitigate the Kayfabe effect, which is what happens when we put a video out early in uh, the day. By early afternoon, uh, midday, the comics that we talk about often disappear off the uh, comic book aftermarkets of Amazon, eBay, and your local comic shop. So if you're in early, you get first dibs on the things that we talk about. Also, if you watch these vids to the very end, that uh, pushes our YouTube videos out to a wider audience, helps us to grow the channel. Uh, but without further ado, let's take a look at this Divine Right comic, man. Jim Lee inks the cover here. So I think the circumstances are comics have gone in the crapper. Yeah. And I believe this is 1997, so after the Heroes Reborn, you know, Marvel, Jim Lee, Fantastic Four series, uh, I think basically everybody's looking around going, what are we going to do? Comics are falling apart. So Jim Lee's idea is he's going to do this book and he's going to do at least 12 issues of it, uh, <laughs> writing and drawing it. And I think he does accomplish that. Um, I'm not sure the timeline. I don't know that it was monthly, but that was the idea as far as I can remember. At that point, I was pretty checked out, but I, I kind of that's my fuzzy memory of how, you know, kind of the, the circumstances behind this book. Yeah, it fascinates me, Jimmy, because I, I was checked out on Jim Lee on like, Wildcats, the first four issues. I didn't even get those Claremont ones until much later, so I never uh, set my eyes on this ever. Uh, clearly, the J. Scott Campbell influence has infiltrated Jim Lee's style. Rob Liefeld made note of that in one of our conversations, but he's so right. Uh, ink this piece, which is cool. You don't get too much Jim Lee pure inking, but you could always tell when he does it, man, because he's using markers. Uh, at the end of a lot of his line strokes, you'll see like just the tiniest little bleeds from his uh, fine liners and microns or whatever it is he's using. And it's just this little thin line is clear hallmarks of the Jim Lee style. I think based on, on like seeing him online and stuff, I feel like he experiments with tools. So whenever you see him inking himself, it may be with new pens, markers, you know, whatever whatever tool has crossed his desk at the time, I feel like he experiments with. And it's funny because those little dots... That's the kind of stuff I would study as a kid where it was like, okay, now I need to figure out how do I make the little dot at the end right. of the line. Yeah. Where it's like, meanwhile, you know, a, a longtime pro would look at that as a flaw in the tool, right? It bled a little bit at the end. Right. Uh, but in my mind, it's like, oh, stylistically, we've got dots now at the end of the line. You just take every line for gospel because you don't know anything, man. So clearly these guys are established pros and this guy sold more comics than anybody. You better start getting your dots at the end of the lines. And you will see, like... Uh, on people's ink streams and shit, they will put kayfabe dots at the end of lines and shit. Yes. They will do that. They will draw a mark like that. It's yeah. whack. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, too, uh, that is worth noting is that Jim Lee is the writer of this some bitch, man, which, which uh, I give mad... I would read a thousand pages of a comic written by the person who draws it over a collaboration with your childhood best friend. Did you feel that way after you finished this issue, Ed? Of course it was going to be goofy, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, at least make a comic. A comic becomes less and less a piece of art the more hands that go into it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, there, there's like a who's who profile in the inside front cover of who these characters are and what their relationship is, which it's like the story that, that's, you know, 
if you, in case you're just joining us, it's issue one. Yeah. Like, wh- I don't know what else, like, what the rest of this comic is or where it started, but yeah. uh, that's a strange opening for an issue one. They, they mentioned Lynch, so I guess maybe it has something to do with the wider Wildstorm wild world. in that universe. Also, like, the first page being this way, this has become a staple in comics, especially, like, Marvel comics do this, and I always get so mad whenever I'm like, oh, I'm going to look through this comic because I like the cover, or I'm curious, and it's, like, right-hand page, it's nothing, there's no information there for me, and then, you know, if it's a Marvel comic, you get into ads on the right-hand pages, makes it hard to flip through, but I, I hate that, like, the splash page was such a part of a comic that I love. Yeah. Our guys in the ghillie suits certainly are well camouflaged. Very well camouflaged. <laughs> <laughs> the colors got the note on that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you see these kind of beats, this is Jim Lee trying to use Frank Miller type storytelling. And it's just, it's a whole lot of nothing, really. Yeah, it's not a lot, although I will say I love this panel mm-hmm. where we see the silhouette shadow and then realize like she's down here, but that's the shadow projected on the wall of her running. Really like that. And these villains who look like very severe demons, very scary, their font size is even smaller than captions. <laughs> yeah, they're all, uh, they're, it's all in the look. <laughs> Quintessential Jim Lee face right here for the females. This is like the equivalent of Mike Tyson if you were going to do the lettering. Yeah, <laughs> very scary, intimidating look, but uh, doesn't sound that that, that way. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Such cool drawings right here, dude. Like s- super dope designs, and the color looks great on that. Looks good, and uh, feels a little bit like an homage to the Mike Zek Punisher cover. Oh sure, yeah. And I think he drew Grifter one or two times doing the double shot. Yeah, Zek not the only guy with that. I think every action movie also does a version of that move. Damn, Image, Wildstorm Comics getting Coca-Cola ads. They must have sold enough, man. Yeah, I don't know what the print runs would have been at this time, but I'm sure this book launched as like a top, you know, top-selling book. Yeah, Jim Lee back a, a new Jim Lee title with the commitment that he's going to do a big run on it. <laughs> Heard that before. I think he does all, all 12 issues, but... Pretty dope, dude. Like, I, I feel like there's... read all 12. Yeah, I feel like there's some video game, and mm-hmm. like, like some Resident Evil shit happened in here, man. Blows the head off, and then just like a secondary attack with the little maggots and things that come out of it. Super disgusting. She sells it well. Still a Frank Miller fan. Yeah. Always. Now here's our uh, Max Faraday. This is our hero. Yes. It's a fun book to look at too, because it's like early internet hacker kind of ideas. Uh, yeah, yeah, like so, cyberpunk. Like, this the, is the Jimmy <laughs> cyberpunk comic. The World Wide Web exists now, so there's things like uh, AIM sexting and stuff. There's one part in here somewhere where they talk about like that's just you know uh, what the heck's her name? Sandra Bullock's head on top of like a fake body. You could get in trouble. And I remember like as a kid reading in my mom's Cosmopolitan magazines. It was uh, Christina Applegate, which was like trying to form a movement to get like kayfabe JPEGs of her like erased off the internet because it was like early enough where you could think that like maybe that's possible. (laughs) And also it, it, it reminded me like the very first internet porn I ever saw when I was like in fourth grade over my friend Jeff's crib, uh, we were able to see two JPEGs in the half hour that his mom left the house to go get groceries. <laughs> right. And we, uh, it was, you went to a site, it was smut.com. 
it wasn't a web page it was just a white directory with hyperlinks and it would it could it would have folders that could like expand it to other things and we didn't even know any categories or anything so we just hit like celebrity and then we didn't know any celebrities so we looked at one of like vanna white and it was her head from like wheel of fortune on top of just some foul ass body that was just photoshopped and the other one we looked at was oprah winfrey and it was like her head with like perfectly <laughs> manicured hair like from the tv guide the week before that's ridiculous on this lady's body with like a corn cob stuck somewhere <laughs> with like the little kernels all through pubes and shit it's pretty memorable wow we'll never forget it but that's the era you know like sure. it's just a year or two after that shit and uh it is jim lee however old he is trying to talk young people speak and it would be like you or me making a comic of some young 20 somethings saying fire and shit like that yo that's fire or something it's it comes off real false like this dude probably has four kids at this point right yeah it's funny like what do you do with characters sitting around one guy's typing on his computer the other guy's lifting weights in the background <laughs> i guess it's better than doing nothing and that whack that's on the cover it's the soda that's like weirdly product placed throughout this comic maybe to like hey man get wear a coca-cola shirt yeah it would make so much sense i would i would kind of love like wouldn't this be a wild comic if he was drinking coca-cola yeah. it was like product placed in the in the actual comic you know it's the 90s because fat yeah. is spelled p-h-a-t and he's got the jamiroquai hat you know the dr seuss joint the the old school busta rhymes very dated piece yeah this this whole thing is is awkward to say the least this is a, uh, a flashback of him telling a story about delivering pizzas and being picked up by some hot, hot girl at one of the pizza drop-offs. Like, what is happening? Yeah. And uh, he could have come in for his tip, or he could take the 20 bucks, and he takes the 20 bucks. Yeah, and his homeboy is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. This brings back memories, though. I feel like this was uh, probably my early computer setup. You know, you had like all kinds of hardware and towers and stuff, everything oh, yeah. stacked up on a desk or a table like that. Oh, yeah, man. Like, we were pretty late in getting a computer in the house, man. It was Windows 98 era, six gigabyte hard drive. I don't remember what the specs were on my first Mac, but it would have been late 90s that I bought it. Really cool designs, you know? Like, sort of nothing special, like, but intricate drawing yeah a lot of drawing a lot of color there this is back to our original uh protagonist doing the punisher early on and now she's she's got something and she runs into this like copy shop uh you know computer lab kind of space yeah here's that guy cartoonist kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that ed piscor and i make Red Room Trigger Warnings, the second season of Red Room, all self-contained stories, issues one to four, now available in comic shops everywhere. Red Room, the anti-social network, the trade paperback collection of the first season of Red Room, now available in comic shops everywhere, minus 28 countries where it's banned in 10 comic shops, but you can still request it there. And coming in September, the collection, the trade paperback of Red Room Trigger Warnings will be in stores in September. You can pre-order that now at your local comic shop or online wherever you buy your books. Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness in comic shops everywhere. The 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. I am writing, drawing, lettering, coloring, the Grand Design treatment, retelling that 60-year history. And you can now pre-order 
the Hulk Grand Design Oversized Treasury Collection, uh, about 40 extra pages in that. It'll be in stores before Christmas, but you can pre-order it now in your comic shops or in your bookstores wherever you're, you buy comics. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. I remember doing this at TCAF one year on a job, like finding an internet cafe at 2 in the morning to uh, adjust files or something for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any demons chasing me, though. That's your divine right protagonist, who you've probably seen in ads and stuff from, from Wizard Magazine to whatever. I've seen nothing about this. Like, I don't know anything. David Cho mentioned divine right uh, in the shoot interview. And, oh, he's going to be so into this, this episode. And I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, that did come out. Like, I never looked at this comic before. This is really, in my memory, like, this is the bottom of the comics market. Because mm -hmm. this would have been, I think it's 97, I'm in school. The school I went to had a great comic shop that closed while I was there. So it would have been around 97, probably whenever it just shut down and my access to comics really went downhill for a couple years. How about that sequence right here? Homeboy gets shot in a dome piece while yeah. he's making zines. And he's, he's drawing this comic page. Like, that's the guns in the same panel shape right there. Uh, face goes on the glass and he makes copies of his death mask. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That layout reminds me a lot of like a Neil Adams kind of absolutely, layout. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but it's a fun sequence. Like from a cartooning standpoint, like that's pretty fun stuff. Totally. That's a lot of panels though for, for, for kind of a little, little bit of a gag. It is a strip though. And here's our, we're being experimental. Experimental Jim Lee with the uh, Sandra Bullock page flying off. From, from the other guy who's doing the Sandra Bullock bootleg porn. Yeah, and he's probably just leaving that up to Joe Chiodo, the colorist or somebody, to put that in there. He, he ain't doing that. Television ads. Like, it's a full operation as a publisher a that, that they're running. Foreshadowing things to come. Do you see Miller whenever you see a sound effect like that? Yeah, like I guess. Panel? Sure. I wonder who else has done that, because I always give Miller credit for that, but he couldn't Simonson. Didn't invite that. Simonson with uh, John Workman on Thor. This is our guy, uh, Faraday's older sister. Wearing shiny-ass clothes. And not very much. That's the smallest dress I think I've seen in any comic ever. Yeah, and, and, and that uh, J. Scott Campbell energy all over it. He uses a more spare line in the way that J. Scott Campbell did. Are you about to pull out that Ninja High School? Yeah. Because it's that same exact uh, page layout. It's the layout. exact same page layout. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah, man. But it, it is, you know, I mentioned that this is what the uh, the image guys would do that, you know, break the panel borders and have their big, tall character. And there you go. <laughs> do you, do, is, or is Jim Lee cribbing from the Ben Dunn Ninja <laughs> High School? <laughs> That's funny. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it is. Wow. 11 years later, it still works. Or doesn't. Or <laughs> it still doesn't work. <laughs> so she did something. Our, our protagonist did something in that computer lab. Uploaded something. And yeah. it looks like Faraday downloaded it, and then his computer explodes. <laughs> I think that's how hacking works. Right, I know. And they make those illusions. I think it could have had something to do with the file we downloaded. 
Yeah, explain that. And then our WAC Cola product placement. Look at how bright that thing, even on it's a two-page spread, it's the thing that stands out. Yeah, it's the most important image in the entire uh, spread. Do you think, was he invested in some soda that didn't get off the ground? Like, this is OK Soda or something here we're looking at. I'm, I'm hoping that it has storytelling relevance later on. And then you go back and you go, you know what? You saw that WAC, <laughs> W-H-A-K. That's like a secret organization. I had no memory of the whack stuff from, from back in the day with this series, so but you, uh, so it's you very it? prominent. I picked up the first issue or two. Uh, I haven't read the whole series, but, so maybe it does pay off, but very prominent placement. You ain't going to mention the, 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 the full the moon <laughs> Oh, man. All these guys, it's just so generic. You know, like all of his uh, villains are generic. The whole scenario, the setup and everything, it's... Uh, very standard, man. Not not bringing much innovation to the table by any stretch. No, and we're gonna get like like angels and stuff. I think get involved with this angels and demons because the thing that she stole was the creation equation. I think is the name of it. That's what was uh, sent through the computer, and so you know you can't have that fall into the hands of whoever demons or something. So one of the comics that did come up around this time that actually had success was Preacher. And we're looking at a Jim Lee Preacher comic. Yeah, it's true. Preacher and Cyberpunk had a, had a child, it would be this comic. Fat Boy Pizza with an H in pizza? Give me a break. <laughs> Look at that shit, dude. Straight up. Jamiroquai. Everything that sucked about the 90s is in this kid's attire right here. It's an odd comic. Right? Yeah. They did, uh, I think they did bumper editions too, where, you know, it must have sold well enough to be out of print, so then they would do like, here's issue one and two packaged together in a square bound issue to, uh, to satisfy demand, to mm -hmm. keep everybody involved so you wouldn't be confused if you started with issue three. What else do we got going on? Uh... We have this hip flask lettering ad. That's gonna, uh, it makes me think of the lettering book mm -hmm. that Comicraft put out, which we're gonna have to look at at some point because that's another one of those snapshots of a certain time period. Yeah, absolutely. Phantom Guard. Stormwatches is Warren Ellis era, yeah. Which will eventually morph into uh, the authority within a year or so. DV8. And Black Ops doing a crossover. <laughs> a lot of promo in this issue. Smart, you know, it's a number one issue, so go for it. Wildcore with uh, Rhett Booth. Oh, yeah, man, that's his character backlash right there. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm higher on Rhett Booth than you are. In my mind, he was this McFarlane-Jim Lee blend, and that made sense to me. I'm high on Tom McWeenie. Yeah. I would not want to ink any of these guys. No. They're so detailed. And I bet they're mad if you uh, if you fudge it a little bit if you're uh, deadline inking. And and Tom McQueen, he, like has solid drawing chops and his lines make sense. So you have to disabuse yourself of all drawing knowledge uh, in terms of craft and everything he learned at the Joe Kubert School, and just fucking go down this road and, and take your checks. That's what you got to do, man. You can see Gen 13 there inside back cover. Pretty good placement because uh, I think that was probably Wildstorm's best book. Absolutely. Most successful. A Gap ad on the back cover. Yeah. Pretty, Sold that for some, some bucks. Pretty fascinating, man. There it is. Divine Right issue one. Weird object, weird time, weird snapshot in comics history. And, all of it. And, I, I, you know, worth noting for 
Jim Lee setting up a comic on his own. I wouldn't see how his head works and how he would lay out a story. We get that opportunity with the divine right. And for those reasons alone, like I'm, I'll read forthcoming issues. I'll, well, forthcoming <laughs> mean, meaning uh, the subsequent issues, I guess. Is, is Yeah, mine's real spotty what I've got. Um, I got rid of these in my purge, so I have a few issues. They've all come out of dollar bins, including this one. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it'd be something worth looking at, and I assume there'll be some fun comments to come out of this because I think it sold well for the time. I'm sure there were people that were that were reading it, and it is like a big 12-issue Jim Lee's Watchmen, if you will. Right. You good to go, Jim? Yeah. K-Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, man? Hulk Grand Design, the Treasury Collection, the big oversized collection, will be in stores in December in time for Christmas. You can pre-order that now at your local stores or wherever you buy, buy graphic novels and collections. Uh, Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live, it's been out of print from Image for a while, is coming back into print in August. You can, again, have your store order that for you now, and the day it's available, it'll be in your comic shop. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug, where you can see a lot more of my comics art process, Q&As, and uh, download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Red Room Trigger Warnings is going to be hitting the stands in September. Uh, that trade paperback is my 10th book in 10 years, and I appreciate you guys supporting these projects all this time. Uh, you can order these comics and future comics by way of my link tree in the description below this video. It's for those of you who uh, are in the countries that the comic is banned and in towns where the comic book is banned from comic shops. Also, hit up my Patreon. Uh, for three bucks, you can read the entire uh, Red Room Antisocial Network miniseries. You can read the entire Red Room Trigger Warnings miniseries, and I will be serializing the next round of Red Room comics there, all for the price of $3. Jimmy, what else we have out there? You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, and fanny packs at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, Jim, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.